Welcome to the Positive Health Vibes Podcast, a series of fun, upbeat health, nutrition, and fitness chats. I'm your host, Shantae Allen, a certified fitness nutrition specialist and Pilates instructor. And today's topic is gluten free. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite gluten free jokes is one I heard while listening to a local Modern Rock 98.7 radio station. It went something like, Try some styrofoam. It's gluten-free. And under no circumstances is anyone suggesting that you eat styrofoam. It's just a joke about how gluten-free food used to be compared to tasteless pieces of matter like cardboard and styrofoam. You see, for years, unless you were just eating foods that naturally do not contain gluten, product development of gluten-free foods was simply not very palatable. Most of them were so dry that they crumbled and fell apart and the taste was a bit off. Fortunately, nowadays, there's like a smorgasbord of gluten-free recipes, grocery stores that carry a wider selection of gluten-free food products, and restaurants whose menus accommodate gluten-free diets. And here's a fun fact for you. In Latin, gluten means glue which is an accurate description since gluten is a sticky seed storage protein known as prolamins. The structure of prolamins are made of repetitive domains rich in the amino acids proline and glutamine that form large disulfide-linked polymers that make the viscoelastic or sticky protein fraction known as gluten. The type of gluten in cereal grains like wheat, barley, and rye are prolamins that can be broken down into glutenins and gliadins found in wheat, cyclins found in rye, and hordins found in barley. But hey, why say prolamins when you can say gluten, right? Okay, so back to the gluten in diets. While gluten-free diets were mainly developed for those who have celiac disease, more and more people are adopting a gluten-free diet due to a gluten sensitivity or for other health reasons. The reason why those with celiac disease maintain a gluten-free diet is because the consumption of gluten can cause inflammation and damage to their small intestine. Unlike a gluten sensitivity, which health communities have termed non-celiac gluten sensitivity, celiac disease is a hereditary autoimmune disease. According to Dr. Douglas Seidner, the director of the Center for Human Nutrition at Vanderbilt University, celiac disease affects about 1 in 100 people worldwide, whereas non-celiac gluten sensitivity might affect about 6 out of every 100 people. Those with non-celiac gluten sensitivity experience most of the same intestinal symptoms as those with celiac disease, and those symptoms are bloating, pain, fatigue, and even irritable bowel syndrome. And Dr. Seidner notes that gluten may not be the only dietary compound in wheat that leads to non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Based on a celiac disease and non-celiac gluten sensitivity article published in the National Journal of Medicine, clinicians aren't able to distinguish celiac disease and non-celiac gluten sensitivity by their symptoms because they're the same. For this reason, celiac disease must be screened for and diagnosed before implementing a gluten-free diet, since testing for celiac disease is inaccurate after a patient has started a gluten-free diet. But the main difference between celiac disease and gluten intolerance, such as the case with non-celiac gluten sensitivity, 
is that celiac disease is an autoimmune condition where gluten damages the small intestine and can lead to malnutrition. And non-celiac gluten sensitivity is a food intolerance to gluten that leads to gastrointestinal discomfort. Can you imagine what it must feel like to discover you have either condition after enjoying something like pancakes, a bowl of cereal, spaghetti, deli sandwich, or a baked goodie packed with gluten? I mean, imagine enjoying any of those tasty foods followed by an aftermath of utter gastrointestinal discomfort. Gluten-free diets seem challenging, especially when the absence of gluten changes the outcome of food since gluten is one of the agents that helps bread rise and it's the glue that holds food together, giving things like pizza dough and pasta their elasticity and familiar texture. Gluten is also a protein, so when you remove the gluten, you lose or reduce the protein. Like for instance, 40 to 85% of gluten is added to rye and specialty whole wheat flours, 13 to 14% of gluten is in regular whole wheat flour, 12 to 15% in yeast bread flour, 10 to 13% in all-purpose, 75 to 9.5% in pastry, and 6 to 8% is in cake flour. There are many different foods and beverages that contain gluten. So it is in grains like wheat, barley, and rye, but it's also in farina, triticale, spelt, farro, kamut, and couscous. It's in white and whole wheat bread and crackers, potato and sourdough bread, flour tortillas, bagels, cookies, and traditionally made pizza and pastas, and snacks like chips, pretzels, granola bars. It's found in sauces and condiments like soy sauce, gravy, and ketchup, and beverages like beer, wine coolers, and certain mixed coffee and chocolate drinks. It's in processed and packaged meats, canned soups, cereal boxes, french fries, and even veggie burgers. <gasps> Oh no, not the veggie burger. Yep, it's in some store-bought veggie burgers and might be between your gluten-free bun at the restaurant. Fortunately, these days, there are many gluten-free foods available at the grocery store and restaurants and healthy foods that are naturally gluten-free. Try to find gluten in fresh kale. You can't. It's not in there. Try to find gluten in a fresh head of broccoli. You can't. Come on, there's no gluten in a fresh head of broccoli or cauliflower for that matter. And now cauliflower has become a pizza crust, a form of rice, and even a mashed substitute for mashed potatoes. How about them apples? Yeah, cause apples are also gluten-free. Fresh fruits and vegetables like oranges, bananas, peaches, pears, grapes, plums, avocados, sweet potatoes, lettuce, spinach, carrots, green beans, mushrooms, peppers, zucchini, are just a few of the natural and healthy foods that are gluten-free. Legumes, such as lentils and beans, are also great for gluten-free diets, and chickpea and lentil flour are often used to make varieties of gluten-free pasta. Grains that are free of this sticky storage protein are quinoa, brown rice, amaranth, millet, corn, oats, buckwheat, and sorghum. Nuts and seeds of many varieties can be enjoyed, such as walnuts, almonds, cashews, sunflower and pumpkin seeds, and protein sources from eggs, dairy, poultry, and shellfish. Want a gluten-free sauce in your fish or shrimp taco? Most sauces are gluten-free. Guacamole, hummus, and pesto are a can-do, as well as your fancy mustard. Sources of healthy fats make the cut too, such as nut butters, coconut oil, and olive oil. So you see, 
There are a number of foods those with celiac disease and non-celiac gluten sensitivity can consume to maintain a gluten-free diet. However, it's important to avoid cross-contamination, and that's more likely with manufactured foods, and if so, it should be indicated on the ingredients label rather than saying that it's gluten-free. And since foods made with whole grains are a natural source of B vitamins, magnesium, iron, and fiber, it's important to fill in those nutrient gaps by supplementing your gluten-free diet with other essential vitamin, mineral, and fiber-rich foods. The gluten-free food industry is on the rise. With an increased demand for label transparency, gluten-free convenience foods, and more certified gluten-free vegan, vegetarian, and meat alternatives. Adroit market research projects a compound annual growth rate of 9.5%, reaching $6.43 billion by 2025. And Zion market research projects $7.6 billion by 2024, before the year 2025. And most of the products are consumed by Americans who don't have a gluten intolerance, but assume this type of diet is healthier. Consumer surveys have reported the top three reasons people choose gluten-free foods are for no reason, for their digestive health, and because they believe it's a healthier option. On the contrary, based on a Harvard School of Public Health article, there has been research following patients with celiac disease who change to a gluten-free diet that shows an increased risk of obesity and metabolic syndrome. And this observation has been linked to gluten-free foods processed with unfortified rice, corn, potato, or tapioca flours. Therefore, compared to the processed gluten-free foods in the market that may be high in calories, saturated fat, sugar, and sodium, fresh fruits, vegetables, healthy grains, legumes, lean proteins, and healthy fats are more nutrient-dense, naturally gluten-free options whether or not you have celiac disease or a non-celiac gluten sensitivity. To learn more about gluten-free diets, links to health studies mentioned in this podcast, or to schedule a complimentary nutrition consultation with me, send an email to Shantae, that's C-H-A-N-T-A-Y, at OceansideNutritionPilates.com. Thanks for listening to the Positive Health Vibes podcast. Tune in weekly and be inspired to enjoy a healthier lifestyle.